You know, actually, the real reason I was sent here is because that cry of the people in Lewiston was similar to the religious leaders in the first reading, what they said to Amos. Off with you. Give your homilies to some other people. Leave our land. So the bishop thought it was good that I plagued BSU with my homilies from now on. <laughs> it is a great blessing for me to be here. My name is Father Nathan Dale. I've just been assigned the chaplain of BSU. And I think the readings actually are quite pertinent to my first weekend here, because it's all about those who are called to leave everything behind in order to follow Jesus Christ, to be a prophet of his word, to spread his gospel to all places. And to do that, you have to always be detached. You have to be ready to leave your, your land over and over again so that you learn to depend on Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ, his word, his presence, and his vocation. And to do that, you have to be moved very often. And so I want to talk today about what it means to be a prophet, what it means for a priest to be a prophet, but what it means for every single one of you too. I like to point my finger, so you got to get used to this. What it means for all of us to be truly a disciple of Jesus Christ in our life. And there's three principal aspects of prophecy. It's like who they are, why prophets are necessary in our life, and what's the core of the message that we find in the prophets. First, prophets are those called to be the voice of God to his people. It's always a voice of hope. Whenever God speaks to us, even when it's in a condemnation, it's because he loves us. Even when Jesus was condemning the Pharisees over and over again for their ways, he did it because he loved them. The greatest sign that we're truly lost is when God stops talking to us. Right? That's when a relationship starts to fall apart. So God goes to the prophets calls them to be completely assimilated to him, to speak his voice, to call his people back to himself. And what's interesting about Amos is he really call, he brings out that aspect of you have to have a calling from God. It has to be pure. Because what the religious leader said to him is, you know, go away, do this to somewhere else because it's like a profession for you. And he says, I don't come from a line of prophets. I used to work on sycamore trees and I, had, I was a shepherd, but the Lord spoke to me and he called me out. So the first question I ask young men who say they want to become priests and vocation director is, how many girls have you dated? Are there any girls interested in you? They say no, so why should the church be interested in you? <laughs> that usually makes them go ask some girls out, then come back. But you've got to have a pure motive, right? If you don't go into the church in the service of God, knowing that it's a sacrifice, then what happens? We end up going for ourselves, right? It's like, what can I get out of it? There has to be a sacrifice when you follow Jesus Christ because it purifies your intention. And that's what Amos is saying. I had my own life. I was doing my own thing. But the Lord himself called me to leave everything behind, to preach his word. Same thing with the gospel. Jesus chose the 12. He gave them his word and he sent them out. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to bear fruit that will last. To be a prophet, a disciple of Jesus Christ, means we are called to leave everything we have over and over again to rely only on his word. You know, one priest would often say, I'm not in the business of manufacturing. I'm in the business of sales. Right? I take what I receive from the Lord and I give it. And that's why the, the prophets are often rejected because they're not speaking to please human beings. Right? And why would you go to church if you wanted that? If you just heard a, a guy talking to you, like patting your back so you can pat his back, that's not authentic. 
And you know an authentic priest when you see it. You know authentic disciples of Jesus Christ when you meet them. And one principal aspect of a prophet, of a disciple, is freedom. They're not afraid of rejection because they've been so, they've been so assimilated into the person of Jesus Christ that he is their most important love in their life. So they, he has to be free to speak his word, even if it's rejected, like Amos, or like what Christ says to the disciples. You will be rejected, and that's okay. You love him anyway, and you keep preaching. You keep moving on. But if we're trying to gain the appeasement of human beings, what happens when we get rejected? We all know what it's like to try to preach God's word to people we really love. The more you love someone, the harder it is to tell them the truth, right? Why is that? We're afraid to lose their love. We're afraid to fall down in their opinion of us. And that's why it's so important to be grounded in Jesus Christ, in his word, as the most important love of our life. It's actually what sets us free. And we're able to love even those who reject us. Because he's the foundation. So why are the prophets? The prophets, that's who they are. They're those who are called to preach God's word to be totally assimilated to his being and to call back those who are falling away. But why are they necessary in life? And that's because we're constantly in an uphill battle in our faith with Christ. We're always falling away from God in this life because it's an exile. And we all know the tendency. Every single one of you had to make a sacrifice to get up at 1045 this morning to make 11 o'clock mass. That was my big first surprise. I'm like, what am I going to do with the first five hours of my day before 11 a.m. mass? It's a pretty late one for me. But you guys all had to make the sacrifice. And think about how many people are not even going to mass right now. Right? And it's not easy. No matter how long you go to mass, there's always things that come up. There's always better opportunities to do other things than to give your time to God. But the relationship with Jesus Christ is never one and done. Just like marriage. Apex of your, of your married life is not the, the wedding day. That's not what defines the couple. It's every single day that follows after those vows are made, right? You have to fight to stay in the relationship. Any fool can fall in love. Tell me how many people can stay there. That's the real test of your, of your, of your love, your vows, your character. Same thing with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's like when we're baptized, when we go into the sacraments. It's, it's essential. It's the beginning. But it's just the beginning. Then we got to fight. And what happens is little by little, we get used to the relationship. We get used to being around the other person. And we lose that original romance that was in our hearts. You know, we, we forget our first love. And there's nothing more important to God, what we see in the scriptures, than our first love. Anyone ever ask you, like, what was your conversion story? When did you first... Come to know Jesus Christ as he is, as your Savior. To know the Father, to know his love, to know the power of the Holy Spirit. When did you convert yourself truly to the teachings of the Catholic Church? Not because of the holiness of our members, but because you came to understand with your own being, with your own mind, that the Catholic Church is the true church. We all have to have that moment when we first fall in love, but little by little we can fall away. That's especially true with priests. You know, this last week I was, I love telling stories and homilies, but this last week I've been reading a book uh, by a famous exorcist. So I'm like, well, 
I got a lot of stories in my mind, but most of them are with like heads spilling, spinning around and like green soup coming out of their mouth. I was like, maybe that's not the best first story to give at a parish. But Father Gabriel Morth, he was the head exorcist in Rome. And one thing that he reminded me really was a prophet for me, because it's so easy for a priest. You're always in the midst of the sacred. You're doing your rosary, you're going to adoration, you're doing the rituals in the mass, hearing confessions, blessing holy water. You're doing all the externals. But it's so easy by just being there all the time to forget the essence of the relationship with God, to really lose the meaning of what everything is that you're doing. And reading this book by Father Gabriel Morris, like his fight with the diabolical, and how powerful holy water was and the invocation of the Blessed Virgin Mary and reception of Holy Communion and going to confession. It opened my eyes once again to the essence of the sacraments and sacramentals I was just taking for granted. But that's what prophets do. They call us back to the core. And that's what Amos was, his main ridicule of the Israelites in that time was that they got too rich and their rituals got so big, the externals of their religion were so powerful and embedded, then they lost their heart. They no longer understood why they were doing what they were doing, and their moral life wasn't really in line with their relationship with God in that time. And so what Amos' principal message was, it's not the rituals that will save you. It's the relationship with God within that. That's what he's looking at. Man looks at the externals. God looks at the heart and the prophets are there to call us back to the heart. No different than a married couple or parents and their children who get used to living with each other. Maybe have all the externals right, but little by little, you can let your heart fall away from your, from the, your, those closest to you. And that's why prophets are necessary. That's why they shake us up. You should be a disturbance to those around you who don't know Jesus Christ. We all should be a little disturbing in our presence. And that's why I think priests need to be sent around because you can get really comfortable in your own parish. Same people all the time, just saying the same things, right? Then you come here, have all you looking at me, judging every word I'm saying. I'm going to be a little more attentive to myself, right? But we need that. We call each other out. We keep each other honest. We're all called to that prophetic ministry, but that only can be as true as we are truly conformed to Jesus Christ in our life. And so that's my message to you. That's, that's my goal as a priest and my ordination as a prophet. That's my goal, twofold. Love of the Catholic Church and love of Jesus Christ. And I say especially the Catholic Church because I don't know Jesus Christ apart from the Catholic Church. Everything that I've received in Jesus Christ came to me from the Catholic Church. It was there I learned to listen to the scripture. It was there I learned to go to confession. It was there I learned to receive his body and blood. And let's be honest, it's my job now. So they're the ones who pay me. So I got to say that also. Everything I have with Jesus Christ came to me from the Catholic Church. To truly love the Catholic Church, to love her teachings, to love the gift that she gives us, and to love Jesus Christ with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's my goal here with you. And you're going to hold me accountable to that. Because we as fathers, there's nothing that helps a man grow more than his children. 
They say there's actually a saying that a male can never become a man before he has children. Because children remind him what he needs to be for their sake. So I give you free permission to do that with, with gentleness and humility. But you call me out. You keep me responsible to my vows as a priest, to my conduct. And I'll do the same for you. And in that way, we will be prophets to one another. And when we truly assimilate Jesus Christ and his word, when we're honest with one another, we live with integrity of our faith, then we can go out in the world and truly be a light in the darkness to draw everyone into that mystery and gift of relationship with Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church. And that's the essence of what it means to be a prophet.